0: Father, we come to you now in the name of the Lord. And God, we look. We look to you and you alone right now, Lord. Father, I pray that you would open up the Word of God to us, Lord. I pray that you would make it sharper than that two edged sword, Lord. I pray that it would have the anointing of Almighty God behind it. Lord, that it would accomplish what it was set forth to do, God, that it would not come back void in our lives. Lord, I thank you for stirring the people to make a spiritual decision and come back to the house of God tonight, Lord. I pray that it would increase daily, Lord God, as we see the time coming, Lord, of your return. Father, I pray that the Spirit of God would put an urgency within our hearts tonight, Lord Jesus. Lord, that we would realize that you are coming, and you are coming soon, Lord God. Father, that we must walk this walk lord god wisely lord and not foolish that we must have oil in our lamps constantly ready lord god for the day that you come father start tonight please fill us with the spirit of almighty god help us to understand this lord help us to understand that god even that to be filled with the presence to be filled with god the holy ghost Father, I bind the liar, I bind the enemy in the name of Jesus who despises the people of God, who hates the Word of God. We bind him in Jesus' name, and we cast him from this service, Lord, from influencing and interrupting it. God, we invite the kabod, the weighty glory of Almighty God, that weighty glory of God. Let it come. Let it be thick and rich in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, You may be seated. Thank you. Sweet worship today. Sweet, sweet worship. So powerful worship is. So very powerful. Okay. This or tonight. Tonight's message has to do exactly what I prayed there for a little bit, that the infilling of the Spirit of God. The infilling. I I'm not sure. That we really understand how vital this is. You understand that it is absolutely vital. You cannot walk this walk, which we call a born again experience in the natural. It is absolutely impossible. It doesn't go together. It will never go together. If you think you're doing it, you faked yourself out. You cannot do this. This has to be a supernatural walk. And you might be going, "Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know about all that." But this cause this means that you must stay filled with the Spirit of God, filled with the Spirit of God. Not get filled once or something, but constant filling of the Spirit of God, a constant refreshing and infilling with the Spirit to see the various things that God wants us to see and be able to do the things He's calling us to do. You can't do it in the natural. just can't. So this is uh, maybe a little bit more to try to open up so that we can just understand what it means by being filled and staying filled. All right? Now, we'll start with Ephesians 5. <coughs> Sorry. Ephesians 5:15 says, "See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil." That's obvious now. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. I've been saved a long time, and lots of people ask me, I, I just don't know what the will of the Lord is for my life. I'm going to answer it. Here's the will. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess. Here's the will of the God. But be filled with the Spirit. That's what it is. Now, in this now day and age gospel, people want to look on that part about not being drunk with wine and saying, well, yeah, that means we're in excess, meaning too much. It's okay to drink. It's baloney. It has to do with Jason's preaching this morning about, have you dug into the word and looked at that word? Have you looked at it? Have you seen what it means? That word means debauchery. That means total ruin of your life. And God says, so this is my will. Don't do that because it's going to destroy your life. And instead of doing that, my will is for you to be filled with the Spirit of God. Listen, and it's not just not drinking. It's being filled with the Spirit of God. It must take its place in order for you to get this, to even understand the gospel of the Lord. Being filled, the filling of the Holy Ghost is not a one-time event that we live off of for the rest of our days. It's just not. It's not. It's a constant filling, asking to be filled and receiving the filling by faith, which is what you can do tonight at the altar call. God, fill me with the Spirit of God. You're not looking for goosebumps to fall over me, blow on you. You're going to believe it by faith that God's going to do this for us all, because we need it. And we see it in the Word as he's telling us. It is an absolute wonderful time to have that first experience, which we call being filled or baptized with the Holy Ghost. Yes, 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 but that's only the beginning, the very beginning. It's essential, it's important, it's in the Word. It's important for every believer. But much of the weakness that's in the church in the American church and that's true we are weak is because we do not have that constant infilling of the spirit of God how can the Godhead bodily dwell in me in fullness and we be weak that is about the dumbest statement in the world how can that be so we even have to say that the trinity it's not as strong as we think, or is not as powerful, because it hasn't done a whole lot with me. Or it could be me. Now, who is going to pick me over the Trinity? All you right with me? <laughs> Amen. Thank you for that. So much of the weakness, defeat, and sluggishness, because we are sluggards a lot of times in our spiritual lives, can truly be attributed to the fact that we are not constantly being filled with the Holy Ghost. Why do we have to constantly be filled? Because we leak. We get beat up. The enemy attacks us, jumps on us. Life itself, we live within a, a damned world. And so the battle rages, and God's telling us, God's telling us, you must be filled. New Living Translation uh, of verse Ephesians says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Spirit of God. This is your job, to be filled with the Spirit of God. When that altar time comes, I'm going to be attempting by faith to get myself filled with the Spirit of God. And I do pray a lot of times and say, God, there's your people. Fill them all. But you've got to be beckoning God, longing for God, inviting him in. 2 Corinthians 3, 6 says this, Who also hath made us, you and I, able ministry ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. The letter killeth, but the Spirit gives life. The book without the Spirit of God is death. And so if you're attempting to walk this walk in your own natural ability, you're doomed. We'll have no success. We'll have no glory. We'll have no power. We'll have no commitment like we talked about this morning. It's it's by the Spirit of God that you're even here. You don't think you're here because you're good. and Because that doesn't line up with the Word, does it? What, what does it say about good? There's what? Okay, so there's none of us good. That lines up with the Word. And so God is saying, you understand, there isn't a bit or an ounce of good in you, but I got that covered. You have to stay filled with the Spirit of God because I'm good and I'll come in you and you'll do good things. Without that, you're sluggish, powerless, weak, running on last year's oil change. How many of you remember Ron Holster? Loved Ron Holster. Every time I'd have an issue with my car, he'd come over, pop the hood. First 50 times, and then i finally cut on afterwards. First 50 times, he'd pop up, out would go the oil stick. I mean, he'd, he'd look at it, he'd feel it, he'd sniff it. I'm like, what the heck? He'd look at me, it was the last time he'd change this oil. I don't know. And that, that's what happens to us as people. You can't go on that old oil. You just can't. You truly can't. The letter is the law written on tablets of stone. The letter is wonderful. It's beautiful. Okay, I'm not putting that down. You have to understand what brings it alive. It was good in itself, but it gave us no power to serve God or to change our hearts. It just exposed it. It told me, you're going to die. So that's what the letter did. It truly does. Paul can say that the letter kills because the law exposes our guilt. This law exposed my guilt before a holy God. And I had the sentence of death within me. It thoroughly and completely established my guilt before God. The word does. This is supernatural. It's kind of like we're done for. But... God says the Spirit gives life, and Paul tells us so wonderfully in Romans. New King James says, Romans 7:5, For when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions were, which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. It bared fruit to death, but... It says, now we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by, sin, so that we should serve in newness of the Spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. You can only serve God in newness of the Spirit. You can only go as far as you keep the maintenance up. And we become sluggish. And that's what happens because we're using up the oil. We're using up the Spirit of God, which is the type of the oil. We're attempting to run a supernatural on old oil so that we serve in the newness of the Spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. So in other words, the Word comes alive. It comes alive, totally alive. You could try to read this before you're saved. If you read it, you're a better man than me. Not only could I stand reading it, I couldn't stand understand the thing it was saying until I became born again. And then we bear witness. Well, you must keep that walk oiled and fresh and anew you be able to continue to receive that which is spiritual or it'll start to become dead to you. <clears throat> Christianity is free. Your born-again experience is free. Other than that, God expects you to work. Understand, there's no working that you can do to get your salvation. But after that, He says, you know what, buddy? You better tend that garden. You better tend it and keep it because there's somebody who wants to rob you from it and the weeds are wanting to take over. So you better tend it and keep it. God tells us stuff like that all through. So here he's telling us, if you're truly born again in love with this God, he's giving you some advice. This is my will for you. Stop being drunk on the world and get filled with the Spirit of God. And stay filled. It's exactly what he's telling us. Romans 5.5 5 says this, and hope maketh not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by education, by doctors of divinity, by memorizing scriptures. It's by the Holy Ghost. The love of God continually is shed abroad as you con- in your heart as you continually stay filled with the Spirit of God. Without that, your love for God goes. We've proven that over and over. Aren't you the one who used to preach in this church? Yeah, yeah. The love starts to go. Your oil cannot get old. We're going to go for a maintenance for an oil job today. Tonight we get opportunity, and hopefully, and God's willing, hopefully you'll be willing to just worship God and say, God, fill me fresh anew again over and over and over. The infilling of the Holy Spirit reveals Christ to us. Without the infilling, you can't find him. You don't understand his great revelations. You can't get by surface. Because it's the Spirit, it's the Holy Ghost's job to reveal Christ to you and I. And if you do not maintain that maintenance program of staying filled, being lubricated by the power and the Spirit of God and the God's Word, the infilling, you have no fresh revelation. You have no fresh desire. You have no awesomeness, no skip to your walk and jump to come to church and hear the people. And I'll teach. Oh, absolutely, I've been waiting. You don't have it. None of us do. We're all like that. John 16, 13 says, Howbeit, when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth, for He shall not speak of Himself, but whosoever uh, He shall hear, that shall He speak, and He will show you things to come. It's a work of the Spirit to even have revelations of God. Spirit of God's got to do this. Verse 14 says, he shall glorify me. Christ is saying this. This is what the Holy Ghost is for. He will glorify me. Not himself, not you. He will glorify me for he shall receive of mine and show it unto you. The whole work of the Holy Spirit is to glorify Christ in your life. If you stay filled with the Spirit of God. And you ask by faith, God, please. If you do it tonight, great. God bless you. You get up in the morning, you better do it again. Because we leak. We We just do all the time. The whole work of the Spirit of God is to glorify Christ. And the Spirit of God does come in you when you give your heart to God. Yes, 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 yes. And then we do believe there's that initial overflowing. Yes, yes, yes. But we believe there's also the maintenance program that you stay full of the Spirit of God. And you know you've proven this. Because there are times when you're just clicking like a fine-tuned race car. For God. And there's other times you're just spotting along, backfiring, hardly getting... Any miles to the gallon because you haven't kept it fine-tuned. We can't do this without the Spirit of God. You just can't. You cannot maintain a good life. You cannot maintain a good reputation. You cannot maintain a good marriage. You cannot maintain anything without the Spirit of God. Did not God tell us, hey, without me, what can you do? Someone coughed too loud. What can you do? I want to make sure everyone hears that. There's no good in us, and we can do nothing. So do you think we need the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God in us, to reveal Christ to us, who can do everything? It's crazy that we think we can do this. It really is. It's insane. But we are. We're insane. I don't know how else to explain it. He wants to reveal Christ to us in the midst of these pages, to reveal the Lord to us. He's all through the Word of God, the Lord, all types. But you must stay full of the Holy Ghost or you won't get it. You won't get it. You just won't get it. Romans 8.16 says this, the Spirit itself, these are some cool, look, these are some cool workings of the Spirit of God. I mean, when Jason was preaching away this morning, laying on the line, it was absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. And I'm I'm sitting there, and it's like bittersweet. This is awesome. And holy smokes, where'd time go? Where'd it go? You know, uh, 24 years, uh, New Hope will be April 1st. And I'm like, jeepers, are you kidding me? And it's just like, it, it goes by so fast. And Whatever you've done has to be a work of the Spirit of God, or it's just a work of man. Ooh, who wants to try to do the work for God without God? My gosh. So, the Spirit, one of the workings of this great Spirit of God the Holy Ghost and staying filled with it is that he constantly bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The enemy never quits in your walk. I don't care if you've saved four days or 40 years, he never quits saying, God doesn't love you. God doesn't care about you. You have done it this time. Yet the spirit of God, if it's well maintained, goes, eh, not true. Because it bears witness that I'm the child of God. The Spirit of God inside of me. If you have your uh, well-ordered, well-machined, oiled machine taken care of, it will respond to the enemy's lies. Bring up Scripture in your heart. Not so! Because that's the warfare. The enemy's not going to quit. And God says, you just stay filled with the Spirit of God. Because there are so many blessings with staying filled with the Spirit of God. And one of them is, it bears witness. Jason was talking about how his generation can't discern a lick. Put us in that generation. We taught them how not to discern. Here's how. Don't read. Don't stay filled with the Spirit of God. Guaranteed to run into walls and fall in pits all your life. Because the Spirit of God discerns inside of you, tells you, no, 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 no. Run from that the Spirit of God. But God's not going to fill you like you're a little baby sitting in a high chair with an apron or a bib on you, and He's got to go... He expects you to grow up and start feeding yourself. It's the truth. And so we have to make sure we're filled with the Spirit of God so we can hear those... Oh, you're right, God. You're right. That's off base. Don't go there. Don't say that. Shouldn't do this. Whatever it is, you can hear that. And if you're in tune with God, you'll hear that. Remember the whole story about my Chrysler a spark plug fell into the motor and blew up this motor? At $2,500 to get that thing fixed because the car was too new to get rid of it. That's only been a year ago. You know, it's like 18,000 miles ago. And pull up beside, you know, a drive-through and you hear your engine going. Tick, 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 I'm going, "What? Are you kidding me?" I mean, it's a minor little tiny tick. I despise that thing. I honestly do. Absolutely despise it. It drives me crazy. I want to pull way away from the window because being near the wall makes it tick louder. Makes it sound like it's going, boob, 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 boob. after all that cost, that little, so you can't leave those little, T-T-T-T-T-T, it's going off, you can't ignore them. I've already taken it to the garage. We're going to have to do something or it's going to let me down. The same thing in the spirit realm. You cannot avoid those little, or it will blow up in your face. Acts 4.31, another one, another wonderful one. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the Word of God with boldness. Now, you can cop out and just say, well, they were all bold back then, but I'm not that way now. That doesn't mean that anyway. That doesn't hold any water before God. The Spirit of God is afraid of nobody. 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 The word boldness means it's a sound, daring statement. That word boldness. Peter got up in the midst of all and they crucified him. Same one that ran away. What happened? He got filled with the Spirit of God. It's exactly what it means. It means a sound, daring statement. You who killed the Son of God in the midst of them. Bold and daring, sound, Sound meaning true statement. The Greek in that that, that Greek word is translated, telling it all. And that's what the church needs to do. The darker it gets, the more they need to tell it all. It's exactly what we should be doing, is telling the gospel to them all. When we try to hide some of God's work in our lives from others, when we aren't walking in that boldness that Jesus would have us walk in then, we're not. We're just not. has nothing to do if it's, uh, well, I'm just not like that. I'm just not like Bruce. We always use him for Adam. These Lenny, very bold people. That's just a characteristic in them. That doesn't mean that this is what these people were. The boldness was a gift from God received through prayer. It was not something that they tried to work up in themselves. It came from being filled with the Holy Ghost. And one of the answers were, they became bold. And they were out ministering for God, and they took some lumps, man. They got thumped, kicked on, spit on. What would they do? They run back for another dose for boldness. It comes being filled with the Spirit of God. Now you just going, I'm going to be better, I'm going to be better, I'm going to be better. We're not. We can't be. That's natural. It's a result from the infilling of the Holy Ghost. It's just not some silliness. The Spirit gives life. The Spirit reveals Christ to us. He makes the Word come alive in us. He causes us to pass from death to life. The Spirit builds witness to our spirit. The Spirit teaches us to pray. It's another thing Jason hit on his his generation. That's another thing we taught them well. It's the Spirit of God that teaches us. To pray. It's being full of the Spirit of God. You understand? Look, you've got this supernatural that we're talking about. It's not an option. It's not an option. Either you're spiritual or you're carnal. It cannot be an option. Look, Romans eight tells us, "Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought." How many times you've just been befuddled? You know, holy smokes, what, the, what am I going to do, God? What if I do this? It's bad. If I do that, it's wrong. If I there's no way out. That's human reasoning. So the Spirit helps us to pray as we ought. The Spirit maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Okay? Now, that's not just tongues. That could probably take in that, but that's really not the emphasis, what that means. It's it's, that word. It's a deep grief and groaning before God. Only the Spirit of God can do that to us because we're like genuflectors. You know, Lord, help us go to bed. Nice. I mean, it's just what it is. bless all the kids. It's not bad to say it before you go to bed, but it's like in the shower. It's the same thing. So this word groaning, it it stands for wordless groans. Did you ever do that before, God? Oh, God, oh! When you're overwhelmed, when the, the weight is on... Pressures, fire. You're going, oh, God, oh. Wordless groans coming from the Spirit inside of you. That's what this word means. We make everything such cute when roses and flowers or something. But that's what that means. Wordless groans, sighs, sometimes deep grief or ache in your heart. God! being moved beyond natural feelings. It's his burden comes upon you. It could be a whisper. But just something comes upon you. It's the spirit of God. It's just not you. It could be a heartbreaking whisper before God. Weeping, sighing, grief for all the lost. They're not getting it and they're not coming. That's a work of the Spirit of God. Without that, we don't care if they're coming. We don't care if they get it. Because there's no what in us? No good. So God says, I know what's in you. But I'm gonna put something else in you. I'm gonna initially baptize you with this. Oh, it's absolutely expedient that I do that. There's so much more. And then I'm gonna baptize you in love. Then I'm gonna baptize you in mercy. And you're gonna groan for the loss. You're gonna ache for Haiti. That's a work of the Spirit of God, not us. And we maintain ourselves keep oil in this spiritual machine, God, i got someone I can work with. Because the majority of us aren't even hearing this. A lot of us aren't even hearing. And then God can really thump. We just don't hear it because we're drifting and falling back into the natural. And these are spiritual sounds the truth remember when Lazarus died and Jesus came on the scene and excuse me Martha did her thing Mary did her thing and the Lord saw them all weeping Jews were weeping and the bible says he groaned in his spirit why cuz Lazarus died because they were crying so he started crying Why did he groan in his spirit and he was troubled? NIV says when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in the spirit and troubled. I don't know, maybe he was saying, oh God, Father, when are they going to believe me? He wasn't wondering if Lazarus was going to come up out. I don't really need you to move here. He was thinking, when? Don't they get this? Don't they understand who I am? Death is nothing to me. Oh! And he groaned and sighed and was troubled. And what did the natural say? "And he really loved Lazarus. That's the natural response. No one got it in the spirit. No one heard the I believe you. I believe you, Lord. None of them. Believe, I believe you. Not one. Cuz we fall in the natural. We leak more than we think and faster than we think. So the spirit of God moves upon the people to pray. Not the natural way. Deep. Roanings for the loss for your loved one. Also, the Spirit of God is that great comforter. These are all just very limited amount because of time of what the benefits come from staying filled with the Spirit of God, the comforter, which we know John 14, 26 tells us who that is. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, bring to all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. The Comforter does this. It's his job. He's more than willing to come along your side and help you get through these things. Your job is to stay filled with the Spirit of God. It's as if if you don't stay filled with the Spirit of God, you're going, I got this. I got this. I can do it. I can do it. My dad was like that for a lot of years. And I respected that. So my dad was a big man. who's was biggest in his family. He was a strong man. Everybody, that's just the way it was, everybody in that family on my mother's side ran to him for help. Then the years started catching up, and just, you know, he'd he'd go near steps, and I would just be near him. I remember first one time, he looked at me and goes, what are you doing? Nothing. Because he was, you know, just getting, and after a while he started, it was a hard thing for him to realize, and I understand that. Now, <laughs> I do. I remember when we had our house on dogwood and we, uh, we'd come down the steps and there was a door and a wall. And Ruth wanted that opened up, so we opened it up. It had a nice other room down there. And I didn't want a handrail because it just was dumb, just stood in the way, just kind of blocked everything. So I just got on the steps. Yeah, this will work. We don't need a handrail. No. And my dad, we'd go down and maybe watch a ball game. He'd come down. He'd hold on to the walls. And then there for a while, there was no walls. So I'm going, oh, cheapers. No. Now I use a handrail. That's what happens to us in the natural in the spiritual, it's the same thing, but it's more important. I can't skip down those steps like I did, and that was just maybe 10 years ago. So God tells us there's one that comes alongside to help. Not only when you're older, He helps the younger, but it's being filled with the Spirit of God makes your relationship with the Comforter come alive. One who comes alongside, you can summon him, oh, please. No matter what it is, if you're in a frightful situation, all of a sudden from the blue, you can call upon him. That's what it means, summon, call to one side. God, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, I can't handle this, I can't do this without you. When your family turns on you because you give your life for Christ and no one wants to hear about it, you have the comforter. He'll comfort you. And you cry at night. Your mom and dad want nothing to do. The comforter will be there. And you take it by faith because the word of God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So you thank God for being there. When your very own children choose the world over Christ, there's the comforter for you. He comforts you unless you quit the maintenance program and you end up bitter and mad at God. The comforter comes. It's not you sucking up and being one bad Christian. It's not. It's the comforter doing it. He keeps you from getting bitter when you should fall apart. Total chaos in your life, you're going on with God. That wasn't you, that's the comforter. The infilling of the Spirit of God. You and I can't even make right decisions without it. We can't even think clear without the Spirit of God. We cannot. It may be one of the most important as we kind of wind this down and maybe give us some time here in a minute. It says in Corinthians, who comfort us or in John, I'm sorry, 16, it says, and when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin. Maybe that's why we don't want to stay filled with the Spirit of God. Maybe that's the big hindrance in our lives. I hope not. You understand, this is his, one of his jobs, to reveal Christ to you and say, what are you doing? You know, you know, we all got our named sins. There's those areas that doesn't really have to be sin. The NFL, Pittsburgh Steelers are not tempting to my wife to sin. I can get into them. Cut my teeth on sports. It's the way I was. And yet I felt, God, okay, you better watch this. I got that. Well, it has nothing to do with her, but it has everything to do with me. So there are, there's those areas that God has said, don't worry, I got that covered. I got the Spirit of God who's going to reprove and convince and let you know that's sin. That's his job, another one of his jobs. Not only that, he says, and I'll tell you what and show you what righteousness is. Living right. That's bad, this is right. That comes from the Spirit of God. And when you remove the Spirit of God and get into the natural, anything goes out there. And anything is gone now out there. It just is. It's crazy. Look, conviction of sin is one of the first evidences of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. If you don't have that conviction of sin in your life, there's something wrong with you. You understand you're not sinless. You're probably spiritless. That's his first job. That's what it says. Did you read it in the Word of God? God says that. When he comes, he's going to reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. God says, there's judgment coming. You better live right, and that's sin. That's, That's what he does. And when you stay filled with the Spirit of God, you don't get tied up in stuff that you don't catch as sin. Because the Spirit of God is faithful to tell you, Christ, He's Holy Spirit. And this is why you must stay constantly. It's why it's vital that you come here and say, God, fill me with your Holy Spirit to overflowing. You don't know what tomorrow's has waiting for you. You just don't. Or even if there is a tomorrow. D.L. Moody said that it hasn't. if that hasn't happened, the convicting of sin... To you, he doubts if anything has ever happened to you at all concerning the Spirit of God and the Word of God. That's what he said. Greatest soul winners, D.L. Moody. You don't feel conviction, buddy. You're kidding yourself, is what he's saying. Okay, let's stand, please. The new life, look. Look. The new life that starts us out to be with God only comes how? Through a born-again experience, through a supernatural spiritual experience by the Spirit of God. That's how you start this thing. To keep it going, God says you must continually be filled with the Spirit of God to keep it going. I'm sure that every one of you have had people, maybe even dear to your heart, clicking like gangbusters with God, whatever it was, derailed them. They never got it back, and they've fallen back into the natural, and they get worse. Proving that this is supernatural. It really is. That only God alone can do. I can't give you the Holy Ghost today. I can't fill you with it. It's supernatural. And Jesus said, if you ask of me, I'll fill you with it. The Spirit of God. And went through all this because in the realm of this type of church, we just think I'm talking about tongues. Did I say that? I didn't even say that. A couple days ago, I don't know how old this guy is, but he's been around. He preaches a strong word. Not many of him. He's from South Africa. And he comes to the United States three months a year. So we made contact with him. And one of the first was like, what church? And it was New Hope full gospel. When we said that, he went, because he's thinking silliness, stupidness, and ridiculousness. And we were trying to say, no, that's not true. Not here. So he would do this. Because that's the reputation in America, that full gospel, because they don't do what we preached on, being infilled with the Spirit of God. And you see these ludicrous things go on in church that they say is a move of God. Any heathen that would walk in here would say, that's not God. Yet the people of God, they're like, whoa. The Lord desires us to walk in a heavenly, spiritual life. Supernatural, spiritual and even mention all the power gifts because that's another thing that we just think of. Let's just walk in the Spirit of God the way we just read and have all the benefits of the various things that we tried to line out a little bit. That which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. The Bible says, and that which is flesh is flesh. You can't mix them. So, every one of us are leaking vessels. Every one of us here. And we're going to have all opportunity, dead lights, just the blue ones, please. And just worship God. And then ask God, please fill me with the Spirit of God. It's absolutely vital. God, I have no idea what I'm going to face tomorrow. I have none whatsoever, Lord. I need to be filled with the Spirit of God. Please, Lord, I'm asking you now, fill me with the Spirit of God. And just trust Him your heavenly Father. Ask him, please. God, I'm counting on you. I'm living in a country that is turning its back on you, God. And I need the Spirit of God. I need that boldness that you gave those who ran to you, Lord God. I need the wisdom. I need to be able to discern, Lord God. I need the infilling to be able to give a right answer out of season. Infilling of the Spirit of God. They're going to put some music on because I want my band to do this. It's absolutely essential that those who lead us in worship are filled with the Spirit of God. Thank you that they have somewhat talent. I don't even care what you want to call it, but it's the Spirit of God that moves, that causes. I'm asking you to come if you want to stand. Worship along with the screens. I need the screens, please. I want the screens.